Up next on this special edition of the Strongcast, United States Attorney General William Barr. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Armstrong Williams Show from Wilmington, Delaware. We're at Second Chances Farms, where they give um, people who have sort of fallen by the wayside, made mistakes along the way, gone to prison for 10, 12, 5 years, for not any violent crimes, but crimes however. And what do they do when they come out of prison? How do they get back to life? Is it enough getting out? What do we have in place in this great country of ours that gives them the best opportunity for returning to normalcy? We're so honored to have the top law enforcement officer in our nation, the Honorable William Barr, U.S. Attorney, joining us today, along with the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development and my good friend for full disclosure, Dr. Ben Carson. We welcome you both to the show. You know, what are the goals of the First Step Act? And talk about your legend, Operation Legend, and how that has impacted you, Mr. Attorney General. Well, they're, they're actually, both those programs are actually uh, two facets of reducing violence and protecting people in the community. Uh, the first part, Operation Legend, is trying to deal with getting violent, chronic offenders off the street to protect the community. And some of the major cities in the United States have had a surge in violent crime, mostly shooting, gangbangers, and things like that. Uh, but the First Step Act was addressing another way of protecting society, and that is to reduce recidivism. Uh, a lot uh, in, in the past, when people have gone to prison, we've had high recidivism rates when they reenter society. And uh, what we're trying to do is reduce those recidivism rates by trying to break that cycle of criminality by giving people a real opportunity to get their lives back together, uh, to make a living. Uh, and uh, that requires two things. It requires reentry programs in prison uh, that, that give the training uh, and the skills that they'll need to go out and get a job. But it also requires employers on the outside who are willing to take a chance on these individuals coming from prison uh, to employ them as their workforce. And that's what's interesting about this project here. It not only meets a need of investment in an opportunity zone for a private business, but it also provides uh, an, an employer who's willing to bring in uh, people who are reentering society from prison and not only give them a job, but give them sort of a wraparound holistic experience here, which can address a number of their needs and the difficulties that people encounter when they try to re-enter society. You know, what's fascinating about the day is that I've watched the Attorney General and the Secretary of Health walk around the perimeters, hearing stories. I listened to both of their speeches. You know what? I actually saw your heart today as if there is something in your childhood and your experiences through life that really resonates in being here when you heard those stories. What is it about your childhood and your upbringing that really further connects you to this experience today? Well, to be honest, I think, you know, part of it relates to uh, uh, my faith and, and my belief in redemption that, you know, the, the battle between good and evil goes through every heart, as Solzhenitsyn said, you know, that's the drama of human existence, the struggle uh, against our own weaknesses and our each individual's effort to uh, live up to uh, their full potentiality as human beings and children of God. And I think we're all in the same boat together. And uh, I think that while 
as a law enforcement officer, I have the responsibility to protect society from dangerous criminals. By the same token, I feel responsible for the people who are in prison and that they have a full opportunity after they pay their debts to society to reenter society and become productive members. Now, I don't know if people are aware or not, but there are probably close to 9,000 opportunity zones across the country. This is just one that's being highlighted today in Wilmington, Delaware. Mr. Attorney General, why, is, why are programs like these Second Chance Farms in Delaware so important in returning people from prisons back to full citizenship with responsibility, accountability, opportunity, literacy, and also real self-worth and real self-esteem to really re-enter and become contributing citizens to this country? Well, <clears throat> it's important, unless we're just going to treat prisons as, as warehouses where we just warehouse people, uh, they should have some kind of rehabilitative effect on people where, they're able, where, where it helps them transform their lives and go outside and not get caught up in this, in this cycle. And that requires uh, programs in prison to prepare them for going. So, but they need employers. And as the secretary said, Right now, because of COVID, uh, that slowed our economy down a little bit. But things will pick back up, and we will once again be in a full employment economy. We can't afford to have this human capital wasted. These individuals who, are, who have paid their debt to society have a lot to offer. We need them as uh, employers, as employees. And uh, I think that this place demonstrates that. You know, Mr. Attorney General, give us some insights on the federal interagency um, uh, working to get people back into the reentry program, the Federal Interagency Council. Yeah, well, as uh, the secretary said, the, the council has numerous agencies involved, and uh, part of what we try to do, and unfortunately, uh, I'm sure the secretary found this when he came into government, as I found, that Congress frequently sets things up so they're siloed. And it takes a lot of energy and work of people running the agencies to make sure we bring all our tools to bear together uh, to help a neighborhood succeed. And so with ec economic opportunity zones, we can marry that up with a Department of Justice program called Project Safe Neighborhood, where we work with the neighborhood in, in trying to uh, identify and get rid of the violent criminals and uh, bring safety to the streets because these efforts can't work if the area is dominated by gangs. And another aspect of it are grant, uh, grants to start after school programs to get the kids out of the young kids out of harm's way and get them into some program where they, you know, they, they can learn self-discipline. Uh, and each agency, healthcare, anti-addiction efforts, uh, from HHS, all of these programs can be brought to bear to, to, help, a, to help a community uh, break out of this cycle and reach self-sufficiency and growth and provide opportunity. You know, something you both alluded to in your remarks today, and particularly you, Mr. Attorney General, is that, you know, while we focus so much on policing and the crime and all the things that consumed us today, uh, which we could almost label domestic terrorism, something we have not seen before, this Second Chance program, um, building a better life for people once they're out of prison so they can return as contributing citizens is equally important to your mission. 
Yeah, if, well, if you think about it, most of the serious violent crime in society that's predatory in nature is committed by someone who's committed previous crimes and actually done time before. Well, if we could break that cycle, we eliminate those future crimes. So it's very important. And, and it's important to give everyone an opportunity going forward. You know, this neighborhood here sort of shows how this can all come together. You have a charter school right down the block. You have new housing project. And here you have a business. And it all has a ripple effect. You heard today that one of the FBI agents on my detail, who was in the Green Berets, has set up a gym here and a program called Green Berets for little kids to come in and, and after school. Uh, and that is now being uh, done in a number of different locations. And so the Department of Justice is looking at supporting that program as well. This all comes together, uh, you know, all the different agencies that have interest the education department, the housing, justice, and we can have a real impact on people's lives. You know, uh, what, I, what I love about today's um, sit down, it is so non-political, it's so neutral. But you know, uh, I'm also taught, you should always give credit where credit is due. And as much as some try to focus on the criticism of President Trump, we have the tendency to try to be balanced and fair across the board. You have to give him credit for investing making this a priority, especially when you look at the number of people, especially minorities who are no longer in jail, who get in chances like this. You have almost 9,000 around the country. How can you not give them credit for this kind of program that's making a huge difference in this country? Well, I, I just want to say that, you know, I, 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 what makes me proud to, to work in this administration is that the president is actually focused on real opportunity uh, and success for inner city communities that have been essentially subject to a lot of programs, but very little forward motion. And by focusing on economic opportunity, expanding economy, giving people a piece of the pie, enterprise zones to stimulate growth, education so people can seize that opportunity through, through school choice. I think the current system is failing the inner cities and I've said before, I think it is the primary example of systemic racism in this country yeah. that we can't break out of this box and empower each minority parent, put the money in their hands to spend on their children. And, and finally, safety. You can talk all you want about forward motion, but if, if, if an area is run by the gangs, it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to work. And operations like Operation Legend, responding to the blood on the streets in many cities, African-American lives being lost, the number one cause of death for young African-American males under the age of 44 is being shot, as we heard today. The police are going in, the law enforcement is going in to save black lives. You know, I can't thank you both enough for sitting down with us, Mr. Attorney General, Mr. Secretary, for joining us for this special edition of the Armstrong Williams Show from Wilmington, Delaware at Second Chance Farms. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Strongcast with our very special guest, Attorney General Barr.